Hey guys, guess what? Welcome back to the first official Spectator Mode podcast of 2022. I know I had mentioned before that we were kind of doing some some work behind the scenes to get things back together and schedules and all the fun stuff. But regardless, hey, we are back. We are ready to go. And we've got a crap ton of people on today's show. And trust me, today's topic is going to be just what you think it's going to be, plus a lot more. So for myself, Keith Mitchell, I'm not going to say you guys' names, so you can go yourself. Go ahead. Wow, so there's no certain order here? I mean, I'm hey, trying to let you guys say your piece, so go for this it. This is chaos. Uh, chaos! <laughs> okay, so I guess, I guess I'll go ahead. Hi, guys, it's uh, Shadows596, William Clark here. I also help with the NDP podcast, and yeah, uh, it's good to finally be back here on the Spectator Mode podcast of the first one of this year, and... I'm just glad to be back here, and hopefully 2022 is not 2022. Yes, I know, it's an old joke. I'm still going to make it. Yes, I'll go. I'm Sid Scott. I'm just happy to be here and happy to talk games. Hopefully, mostly just games. And chaos. <laughs> chaos. I mean, technically, there's a few games that now deal with chaos. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. It's Kyle. Um, uh, we're finally back for the new year, so I'm just excited to talk about video games. And I guess the biggest news this week, because I don't remember any other news this week. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha. I'm the Carl. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the man who's back, your favorite Australian of the internet, the man whose mouth is always more controversial than just about anything to do with vaccine mandates. <laughs> and just like COVID, I will never be gone from this country or this state. <laughs> yes, it is I, Carl Smart, the man who does the most pompous introduction on the planet. Dear Lord, this is the Dark Souls of podcasting. Douche. No hand-holding here, guys. You guys need to introduce yourself from now on. I'm done. Pay me so I can sit inside my ivory tower. <laughs> we won't go into why I said that, but just search Twitter. <laughs> you, you'll, find out. you'll find out. So, at the beginning of every podcast, unless it's a special edition, we talk about the games that we've been playing. And it's 2022, and I know we've had some time to play some games. I'm going to go first because, honestly, there's only been one game I've been playing for the last couple of days, and that has been Rainbow Six Extraction. I hated the game at first. I love the game now. It's a lot of fun. Good pew, pew, pew. Um, it's got some weird elements that I don't really agree with, but so far the gunplay has been on point and very satisfying. Definitely check out our review over at theoutofhaven.net. It talks about the game in depth and tells you a lot more than some of those other reviews out there do. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm the I'm Virginia. I don't really like Koku, but hey, Carl, what about you? But what have you been playing? Well, like you, I've also been playing Rainbow Six Extraction, and I will say I am of the mixed bag persuasion when it comes to opinions on this thing. Uh, I'm enjoying the gameplay. I'm not enjoying so much the punishment for the gameplay, but <laughs> other than that, uh, I will say that Rainbow Six Extraction has pissed me off so much at times where I have actually gone to uh, Lawn Mowing Simulator <laughs> and been, been playing that on the Xbox. Uh, well, the, the Series X, that is. And I finally got around to installing the Rocky Five soft mod to the original Xbox just so I could play the Punisher. I don't so understand why people things. play lawnmower games when I can just go outside and cut the grass for real. <laughs> Some uh, people don't it's, it's not the same. <laughs> I can tell you exactly why I've been playing it because if I go outside and actually mow my own lawn, I end up in the hospital. I'm an, yeah, I'm an, attacked I'm by an one of Australia's wild animals. <laughs> no, not not so much that. It's more so being an asthmatic and uh, major allergens are grass and pollen. So no, going out and mowing the grass is a death sentence for me. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh? What about you, Kyle? What you doing? What you playing? I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, like oh, too God. much Final yeah, Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to Endwalker. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, Extraction came out, so I finally switched off. I've been playing that with uh, Buddies and that Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Wait, wait. You said been... you've been playing Extraction with Buddies, but you haven't played with me, so we're not friends anymore? <laughs> we Got are it. friends. Got You're it. just busy all the time, Keith. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta afford the ivory tower, man. I gotta put that grind. Yeah, exactly. In. We need Jeez. our ivory towers. So you were busy with your tower, and I was in mine playing extraction. So we gotta play. We gotta play some of that together. That's a lot of fun with Carl. I agree. Also, um, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh is really fun. 
Never played. Never played that. It's game. been a long time since I played a Yu-Gi-Oh card game. So 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 how many how many different techniques did you use on turn one? Uh I just played a card. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to attack now. It depends on which deck I use. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the deck and um, uh, just the one. I just put a card down because it's been way too long to remember any just techniques. just fell for my watched, trap card. Or that the I watched game? a TikTok that was maybe a good minute long of a guy just pulling out cards and playing cards and sacrificing cards. And, no, no, and it was I, just I, one I, turn. It was just I, one I, turn. I posted one in our Discord uh, just recently where it was a three-minute video the guy who did like you did, he plays the first card, and then it goes to his opponent's turn, and the rest of the video is nothing but his opponent shuffling cards in and out of his deck, his was hand, it, his was graveyard. Was it the TikTok? Yeah. Okay, that's the one I'm referring to then. That's the one. I, yeah. That was way too long. And he wasn't even done by the end of the video. No, the video ends, and the guy's still going. He hadn't even done anything yet. <laughs> just reminds me of the legacy of the dualistic Sodia deck The one person uses... Where they just basically draw cards as much as they can until they get Exodia. Uh... <laughs> and, I the, and I thought the hard copy Yu-Gi-Oh card game was was bad enough. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, let's get back player. on track. So, uh, Scott, what you All playing, right. buddy? So, like everyone else here, I've been playing Rainbow Six Extraction as well, which I actually really enjoyed my time playing the game, but. I also don't enjoy having like six people on the bench because I'm not that good at shooters. I'm better at the stealth uh, tactics and trying to get out of stuff. Another game I've been playing was the Dynasty Warriors 9 because I'm trying to get myself prepped for Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires by seeing how much I remember or like about Dynasty Warriors 9. Which the patches they have done since their launch have made it a lot more stable. But I still don't think I like it nearly as much as the older Dynasty Warrior series. Also, I, remember, I think I played nine. Nine. Was that was kind of like rough. a reboot, right? Yeah. Is that the yeah. one that was open world and was really yeah. bad? It, yeah. It's the. It's been a rough one, but it's also it, this is what happens when Koei gets into dy- like trying to innovate Dynasty Warriors is they do a lot too much to innovate it instead mm. of doing like one or two things, they'll just change everything into it. Which removes a lot of what makes it feel like a Dynasty Warriors game. And the the uh, the art style kind of reminded me of the Capcom game. Was it the Sengoku Warriors? Yeah, Sengoku Vs. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. They they did it similar to that with like a new game engine too. Is that they basically rebooted it with a humongous amount of new assets and stuff that I don't think they necessarily needed. But I appreciate that they are willing to innovate instead of just doing the same Muso style every single game. But yeah, so I've been playing that. I've also been playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel during my lunchtime because I'm trying to get all the Crystal Beast cards. And by the way, I've sunk over just like 20,000 crystals to get packs and have not gotten a single Crystal Beast monster. It's kind of sad. Uh, yep, and that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I hope but those hey, crystals don't cost real money. I have a good Element Sabers deck and a good Pendulum Magician deck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna go back into Yu-Gi-Oh again. I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> I learned my lesson in, my, in the hard copy. Yeah, but Crystal I, Beast is my favorite deck type. I've done the same. I've I've purchased a couple of Crystal packs. I think I purchased two, and I kind of just went ham on like opening packs. I don't, I don't even know how to build a deck anymore. <laughs> this is how they get. You know, thirteen-year-old well, <laughs> Kyle had like a really awesome, like actual physical Yu-Gi-Oh deck, and I, you know, demolished my I friends with it. I was a lot better at making decks when I was younger, I think, too, because 30, I did a lot better at Thirty-two-year-old Kyle it. doesn't get it. I'm confused. I'm like, there's so many. Cards. It's harder to balance now because it's like now monsters can count as both traps. They have trap monsters and they have spell monsters. Then they have monsters that count as both. And yeah. they have pendulum monsters that have to do and then with they the have pendulum pendulums, And it just kind of gets all over. It's like it's hard to just do, okay, I need 20 monsters, 10 spells, 10 traps, and I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of headaches. I don't. It thank is. God I don't play that. But at least it's not as bad as how uh, Magic Online games have been going. They'll pass it Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, isn't the uh, the game that just came out not too long ago got uh, canceled? Well, not canceled. They killed it off. They closed it yep, up. Yep, as they should have, because it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one? They had a Mathering the Ga- Magic the Gathering MMO that they tried to do where you, instead of oh, playing yeah. the cards, you played as a caster that you would use spells that looked like the cards but were not actually the cards. 
And you could only that. utilize various elements based on your character, and they didn't have a good amount of spells or even like a mana cost or anything that remnant of Magic the Gathering. So it was kind of just like a normal MMO with Magic the Gathering cards somewhere inside it. Yeah, <laughs> it was not good. Well, let's, let's get keep let's uh, keep going. Hey, Will, what'd you play, bud? We got so some if you probably to. heard the uh, the uh, Nintendo Entertainment podcast that I pretty much it's pretty much uh, explained out there, but yeah, nobody happened... listens to that. <laughs> but uh, for me, I have been playing as usual with Fire Emblem Heroes. But again, you can listen to NP on that. But majority of the of the time right now, I have been playing uh, Monster Hunter Rise back on my Switch because with the recent P- PC release that has been kind of giving the game second wind, I just decided to go okay, time to go back into uh, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, get my Monster Hunter rank up. And right now, I've just hit it hundred. And right now, my current white whale is the Bounce Tracks and that Elder Dragon. <sighs> Curse Seal Vastrax. That's all I'm going to say. Those those double steel wings that can just slice you in two hits or one hit. At, like, <laughs> yeah. Elder Dragons suck. Elder Dragons completely suck. It would be nice if that game had crossplay, Capcom. Hmm. <laughs> or at least cross save, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wish they had something that's, yeah, it could do at least some sort of crossplay, but uh, again, lo and behold, it can't work. So, but again, uh, right now I'm just doing that until uh, the, um, the DLC of, of Sunbreak comes out, I think, later on in the year. So, yeah, just basically prepping up on that. So, and actually, before then, it was actually happened going into a little bit of a near replicants, finally breaking into it. And, yeah, Yokosaro, madman. That's all I'm gonna say. Yokosaro has been, <laughs> been a madman, and yeah, just basically trying to get into the mind and playing new replicant, and then eventually get into new automata. So yeah, that's my plan. All right, all right. Well, we have a lot of topics to get into, but before we get into the big one, we got some small ones to talk about. So you guys may remember that Scuff announced the PlayStation Five controller a couple of months ago, <laughs> and uh, recently they released the controller, and I happened to get my hands on one. No, they didn't send us one. I paid my 200 something dollars for the controller. Yes, I'm out of my mind, but it's for review purposes so I can claim it for my taxes, see how that works. I don't have a full review of the controller yet, but I did want to leave some impressions. And this is compared to the uh, Hex Gaming rival that I have. And this controller definitely feels a lot sturdier. It feels uh, well-constructed compared to the controller. It definitely has a little more weight to it. It feels more like a quality PlayStation 5 controller, unlike the other one. It doesn't feel hollow. Uh, the paddles are a lot better. On the Rival, you only had access to two paddles. On the Scuff controller, the Reflex, there are four of them. It kind of reminds me of the Xbox Elite controller yes. with the four paddles. And they're a lot more, they're a lot closer to the bottom and on the sides, uh, the grip of the controller, where the, the placement is a lot easier. On the Hex Rival, they're directly under the pad, so it's kind of hard to get to them. I, I really like this controller. It it's, even has the texturized grip for the controller as well. It's very nice. I love this. The only thing I don't like so far is this is made for first-person shooters and such, so they did take out uh, the haptic feedback. They said most people don't use that for shooters, but the button travel is still there. I don't like that. On the Hex Rival, they st- they put a button stop in there or trigger stop in there so it doesn't go all the way down. So when you tap it instantaneously, you're firing. On this one, it goes down further than I like, and there doesn't seem to be a way to adjust it. So I'm wondering if it's in the software on the controller. I'll keep playing with that. But I will have a review on the Outer Haven once I've got done putting this controller through the paces. But so far, I really like it. It looks nice, too. I really like this controller. I got the uh, the it's almost like a, a gunmetal gray controller. I wanted the red one, but the time I picked it up, they weren't selling that one. So, yes, it's quality controller, but Ooh. it's also very expensive, which is why a lot of people probably don't want to get it. But when Scuff put these controllers out for sale, they sold out like damn near instantly. That tells you something. People like those controllers. Plus, I've seen a lot of them on eBay as well, so that could be another reason why they, they mm, sold off. Scalpers are going Scalpers got a scalp, right? Yeah, I wanted to talk about it real quick. I think it's a nice controller, but again, I'll have a reveal hopefully in a couple of days. I'll be playing with it with something else that I can't really talk about just yet, so NDAs and all that fun stuff. Uh, but there is it's something extraction. we can talk about. Uh, Scott recently played some of the Kingdom Hearts game on the Nintendo Switch. I'm curious to, to uh, hear what he has to say about those. Yeah, so 
it, actually, I was interested just because there's a lot that I love about the Kingdom Hearts games, and having it on the go would be great, other than just having my usual Chain of Memories and the Birth by Sleep games that I have, because I own every single thing physically because I'm lame like that. So when I turn on the Switch Cloud, you only get like uh, 10 to 15 minutes per game to actually play through as much as you can. So I had to skip all the cinematics, so I don't know how well the cinematics played on the Switch, but I don't think they're that bad. The resolution is fine for a Switch game. The issue is the Switch Cloud. So we have a lot of now good streaming services, like xCloud. We have the Stadia, well, the Now Stadia. Launch Stadia was terrible. But the Now Stadia Cloud, which are both extremely good versions of gaming streaming clouds. The Switch Cloud is not so much. Um, they still have some input lag, some frame stutters, and there's even some weird audio lag that keeps going over and over. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan. It's weird, though, because different things had problems with different games. So, for instance, when I played the first Kingdom Hearts, inputs were fine. There's just some weird sound delays that kept going up and down. Um, the frame stutters didn't really take too much into effect because they were very minimal. But they were there. Kingdom Hearts 2 actually played almost flawlessly. The input There wasn't very many input delays. It seems like when they were testing, they probably were testing it around Kingdom Hearts 2. Because I'm assuming that's probably going to be the game most people are going to be playing. I then played Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. And oh my gosh, that was a train wreck. Audio was all over the place. None of that was unionized. Frame stutters was all over the place. The controls were extremely laggy and glitchy and finicky. If you tried to like jump, your person would, like move a step forward and then maybe jump. <laughs> if you're lucky, he'll jump. Which is sucks because Birth by Sleep is one of my favorite uh, Kingdom Hearts games. Because I played so much of it, like I play a lot of uh, PvE with friends after school when I was in high school. Because I'd have the PSP and then I knew a few people who also had the PSP and like Kingdom Hearts. So that's why it's one of my favorites, because of the Kingdom Hearts Battle Arena. Which, in case you're wondering, most of the remasters have gotten rid of the Battle Arena for uh, multiplayer. You can only do it by yourself, which is kind of sad. And then I did Kingdom Hearts 3, because I want to see how that ran. Uh, I can only imagine. It was a mix. It wasn't nearly as bad as Birth by Sleep. But it did have some weird uh, frame stutters. I think frame stutters was the worst on it, for the, mm, sure. Mm, 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 the input delay wasn't bad, but it's also, rem- let me remember how just fluid actually watching it play is. Because Kingdom Hearts 3 is a very fun game to play, if you don't think about it. Because the controls are usually pretty nice. There's a lot you can do. You're already given like dodge roll and dashes and stuff from the get-go. It's not like Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2 where you have to get them and overall it just plays really well on the cloud however because it has that weird frame stunts it looks like it has input delay but what i was noticing is it doesn't have input delay it's just the frame stunts makes it seem like it has input delay basically for those who don't know what that means because it's slowing down the game when you press the button it will register as soon as it's pressed but because this game is slowing down it won't go for a little bit until afterwards anyways yes i wasn't the biggest fan of how the Switch Cloud versions came out. Um, graphically, I'd say they're more along the lines of how the PS3 remasters look. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So they're not that bad. Um, they probably could have been better. I really hope that they make a native Kingdom Hearts on the Switch. That's <laughs> right. not just Melody of Memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, surprised yeah. they didn't. I mean, as I'm you mentioned too. in the uh, NEP podcast, yeah, it's, it's just really kind of sad how Square Enix is just like, they have such great potential, I mean, bringing to these ports, but, but again, it's a cloud version. I mean, again, we've seen cloud version games tried on the Nintendo Switch with Control, and from what I've heard, Control just didn't do good on the Switch. Yeah, I'm just kind of sad that the Square Enix isn't investing as much for, for these like these versions as they should. Because, again, other great games like... Um, uh, Bravely Default 2, uh, Octopath Traveler, all these other games, including Triangle Strategy coming up in the future, is just like, okay, they, they have the potential, but not they're not going to give any effort to 40s cloud versions for Kingdom Hearts. Like, damn. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, too, like, Dragon Quest XI, the definitive version, premiered on the Switch, and it was flawless, and it was great. Mm-hmm. The fact that they can't get Kingdom Hearts to work makes me so confused. Because they could totally 
get the time and energy to make Kingdom Hearts work well on the Switch. It's just I don't think they were, think that the cost is worth the effort. Yeah, because again, they already made made it up for the PS4 version. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, either way, it's just kind of sad. Like, can't run. I mean, okay, it's just to the fact that yes, you can play "quote unquote" Kingdom Hearts on the Switch, fine, but not in the most optimal way, which sucks. I mean, you can't bring it on a car ride or like a plane ride because then you have to have internet or at least data just to get access to this the cloud. And yeah. if you're already like using an airplane Wi-Fi, it's going to be atrocious. But uh, you don't get good bandwidth up there. Yep, 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 yep. So, dang it, dang it, Square Enix. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame Square Enix directly. I think the issue actually comes down to the Nintendo's uh, cloud gaming. And I'm trying to remember, but there's only one company that's actually doing the the handling of the API and sending it out to the cloud servers for Nintendo. Uh, I wrote about it a while ago, but I remember them handling the bulk of the games, like they were doing it for Resident Evil and and a couple other ones. So it, it's not like you know, Stadia or or Xbox or um, even GeForce Now, where they have a bunch of different data centers around the world handling this. They only have one provider, and I don't mean they're big in Japan, but they don't have a big footprint outside of Japan. So it that's also me... a thing. I, I think they're a cloud approach. Mm-hmm. is half-assed, and that doesn't fly. Especially yeah. if you're trying to put out cloud gaming for people in different regions, and you need to have servers and different data centers across the globe. I, I, uh, what was the name of that company? Oh, oh man. Um, but yeah, Ubitus. Ubitus. That's the name Jubitus, of the company. Ubitus. Okay. They're also the ones who did uh, Fanstar Online as well. people on it. Yeah, so I think that's the issue. They don't have a big uh, cloud service footprint, and it's showing. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how, like, we're, uh, obviously, like, with cloud gaming, it's still, I mean, still fairly it's early in its early stages, as we tested with state, even with, like, the examples of state and all that. So, yeah, like, I, I, I imagine that maybe, like, later on down the line, it will definitely iron out the kinks with, with cloud gaming, but as of right now, it's just like these examples of cloud gaming just ain't worth it as of right now, if you ask me. I mean, at least the Switch the version isn't right now. Um, but I mean, if you try other uh, cloud gaming, it, it really works out well. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that cloud gaming is bad because I think it definitely has a place in the future for people. Yeah, um, like I really enjoy using the xCloud. When yeah, xCloud, X-Cloud, X-Cloud has made good. me a believer. It, right now, you can just run xCloud from your browser, and it runs extremely well. I am surprised. I remember being at my niece's uh, birthday party, and I was bored, so I pulled up Yakuza 7 and just started grinding. <laughs> yeah, cloud gaming definitely has a place. It's just it needs to have time to mature, and Nintendo and, and Ubitus or yeah, Ubitus don't have it to where other companies have it right now. If they put some time into it, fine. But the thing is, do they really want to invest time in it? Because right now, I think this is just a stopgap because the Switch isn't powerful enough. So they go, how can we get games running on this one? And they go, okay, well, we can do the cloud. Okay, great. Are we going to actually focus on this and keep this going as a thing? Or are we going to stop when the next Nintendo system comes out that doesn't need to do this anymore? That's kind of the thing right there. Yeah. Not to take away from the conversation, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I haven't actually looked too much into how Nintendo does their cloud. I just know that it's probably the worst of the three between the PS Now cloud, the X cloud, and well, their cloud. And I guess that makes sense of why it is. I can't find anything in regards to their footprint for data servers or data centers for this company at all. Mm. So that's probably not a good thing because most companies will tell you, hey, we're here, 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 and here. This one's not saying anything. It still has some time. They don't come out to what, next month? Yeah, it comes out next month. So they have time to iron out some of the cloud kinks, at least. I just hope that they are investing in still getting a future of a native port. <laughs> Yeah, they said they're thinking about it, but that could mean anything. Kingdom Hearts could have ran on a PlayStation Three. Yep, and the Switch is at least as powerful as PlayStation Three. Am I correct? Right, right. So yeah. why is it just not a native game? And they can say it's because it's the the needs Kingdom Hearts Three and Point Two to run, which understandably, though I think W 
point two they might be able to run just because there's not a lot to it. We'll have to wait and see what happens next month. If it doesn't do well, we'll definitely know. I know we have the next topic, which is probably the last one for tonight because it's the big one. Um, <laughs> but somebody said something about Xbox Game Pass and a pregnancy test, and I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know about this. Who 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 has this? Uh, I posted it on the Discord, and I believe Gene Park shared it. And it's someone just playing Skyrim on a pregnancy test. The video is not very long. Um, it pulls up, and it's just the opening to Skyrim when you're uh, imprisoned in that cart, and the guy's looking around, and Skyrim pops up. <laughs> okay, let me take a look at this. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know why someone went out of their way to do this. But, oh, okay, uh, wow, yeah. it's actually pretty it's old. Pretty crazy. It's like that from two thousand twenty. Okay, so the guy who did it, he said it's just a video on it. But even getting video running on the pregnancy test is, wow. Seriously. <laughs> you have to be really bored to do that. Like, I'm going to make video run on a pregnancy test. Like I know, right? Wow. Okay. It's a cool video. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice little thing, but the fact they can actually run on, on something like that, like, okay. I mean, again, we see, we've seen Doom play, being played on the calculator, like those power calculators back in the day, so... Eh, I won't be too surprised. It's fun to see how people get things to work. Like, you know, you, you see Skyrim pop up on like random things, people playing Doom on like their refrigerators and stuff like that. And then, you know, someone comes out of the woodwork and they're like, check out this pregnancy test in a video of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, um, yep. This shows what we will do when we get very bored or we're very determined to do something. Speaking <laughs> of determination. All right, guys. So, uh, we got this topic to talk about, and we've got five people. So what I want to do is we'll run it from top down in team speak. So Carl's first, I'm second, then Will, then Kyle, then Scott. And we will take 10 minutes each to talk about our thoughts or reactions about Microsoft purchasing, acquiring Activision Blizzard, which has been the biggest talk on the internet ever since we all woke up on Monday morning going, wow, this didn't, uh, this didn't happen. And Somebody had said that to me in Discord. I was like, that's BS. That didn't happen. And then I saw it. I was like, wow, okay, wow. I didn't think that Microsoft would go and do that because there was nothing. There was no rumors. There was nothing. It just happened. So I know a lot of us were blindsided about that. I know a lot of us are tired of people talking about it. But let's talk about it one last time, yeah? And uh, Yes. Carl, you're number one, bud. You get to go first. You get 10 minutes. until you. So what we'll do is when you're done, Either you run out of 10 minutes, and I'm timing it, or you just say, I'm done. All righty, then. Uh, so it's quite apropos that I'm the first one to up on uh, talking about this, considering <clears throat> my recent uh, departure from all things Activision Blizzard, including their biggest game, World of Warcraft. But seeing this acquisition, uh, like Keith said, came out of absolutely nowhere much like the um, the Bethesda deal. So it seems that Microsoft is the uh, the sneaky rogue that likes to do the quick steal from, out, from under everybody else. Uh, as for the actual acquisition, um, the fact that it has been reported that Bobby Kotek, the man that is behind a lot of problems with Activision Blizzard right now, is reportedly going to step down once the... Uh, the acquisition has gone through is a hallelujah from me because that guy needs to go and they need to look at putting somebody in charge who actually understands gaming and not run it as a basically micro transaction laced business. Uh, as for stuff going on onto game pass, I reckon we will see a lot of past Activision Blizzard titles going on to game pass uh, over time. Like they did with Bethesda. Uh, World of Warcraft su subscriptions I would love if they rolled it in the Game Pass but I think they're probably going to keep it separate for the time being and just see how WoW goes uh, once the transition has happened and yeah uh, I would love to see I I'm happy to see anything being put on Game Pass because I'm actually using Game Pass more than anything else these days so you know as, as much as I do have reservations about this being the start of almost like a three or four company monopoly in the gaming market, I can understand Activision stock price tumble due to all the 
the allegations and the uh, pickets and all that type of stuff that's happened against the company. And Microsoft just saw an opportunity to, to throw some money at them, go here, we'll take care of your problems by, you know, taking your company. But yeah, at the same time, like Microsoft is acquiring some pretty big names in the gaming industry. And as we've sort of seen, you know, yes, they are willing to work with Sony and other companies in regards to uh, the, the current contracts that are out. So things like Deathloop still got published on PlayStation. But the thing is, once those contracts run out, Microsoft don't have to play ball with the other companies and they can go, yeah, we're going to lock this down as all exclusive from now on. So there's just like just like the Bethesda acquisition, I can say it's good for Microsoft. Uh, they've made a way to bring value to the brand by putting it on Game Pass. But at the same time, it's like I'm worried about the future because if Microsoft and Sony start this bidding war where they start going and buying up big companies... Um, that's not going to be very conducive for gamers. It's going to just widen the, the current uh, gaming format wars, and I don't think it's going to end up actually doing anything to help anyone in the long run. So, yeah, uh, good on you, Microsoft. Yeah, great acquisition. Uh, please do something about the, the management of Activ- Activision Blizzard. Uh, make sure that Bobby Kotek does not get his $300 million golden parachute on the way out. And hopefully do something to fix World of Warcraft's, you know, Call of Duty and uh, and actually pre- go into the back catalog and produce games that we use to, that we can play. Give us Lost Vikings. Give us Rock and Roll Racing, goddammit. You know, give us, give us some good games that aren't like statue. the big franchises. Well, that's it, you know. Give us stuff that's not just Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. Give us big franchises and t- and get rid of Diablo Immortal. While everybody does have a phone, that game will not <laughs> will not bring you any profit whatsoever. Develop Diablo 4. God damn it. I'm done. Wow, that was only four minutes. I thought you would take longer than that. So, okay. Um, I'm up next, and I don't know if 10 minutes is enough for me, but I made my bet, so... Let me I'm excited. Start the timer. All right. So first and foremost, I am the oldest person here, and I'm going to say a lot of stuff that's going to piss off some people, but I don't care. So Sony has been for years taking their money and using it to abuse companies and change the way things are and bully other companies. We're, we're familiar with them with Destiny, with Call of Duty and other games, Final Fantasy Remake keeping them off of other platforms because they have the money. And they even did this crap way back in the day. In fact, they were the first company to do this when uh, they paid to keep Tomb Raider 2 off of the Sega Saturn. Sony's been doing this stuff for years. So now that Microsoft is like, we're very, we're we're knee deep into this. We want to keep gaming going and we want to give our gamers the best that they can. They're like, we have all this freaking money. We're going to buy up these companies. We're not going to buy up studios. We're going to buy up publishers. But the problem now is when Sony was using their money to keep stuff off the platforms, it was fine. But now the market's office doing this, but going one step further, it's a problem. So I have no sympathy for people who are like, I'm a Sony loyalist and this is bad. I don't give a f- about what you feel right now because the company that you are loyal to that you think can do no wrong has been doing bad stuff for year after year after year, and you were like, huh, we're eating good tonight. Xbox has no games. Now, all of a sudden, wait, they have all these games now. They may not come to PlayStation more. I can't get Call of Duty. This is not right. See how it feels? Shoot on the other foot. Tit for tat. That said, I don't like when companies that are third party get gobbled up by first person or first party companies. It's wrong. It's dangerous for for this for the gaming landscape. It's dangerous for other people, uh, for gamers in, in general. If you have a PlayStation and you love Call of Duty, and all of a sudden, and we don't know, but we're just playing devil's advocate here, that Call of Duty won't be on PlayStation anymore, and you can't afford an Xbox or anything else, then you're out of luck. 
of course, Microsoft is always going, hey, well, you got a computer and you got a crappy computer. You can play for $14 a month using Xbox Game Pass. We know where they're going with this. They're not stupid. They're, they're, they're laying their, their foundation and they're going somewhere with this. People who have been paying attention to Microsoft know this, but it's still dangerous because all they've done is set a, they're setting a bidding war. They're setting another buying spree for other people. You know, when they bought Bethesda, I said, this is not good and this is going to start a bidding war. And now they went and did this. It's funny because everybody's expecting Sony to react and there's all these conversations going back and forth that Sony's going to buy this company. Sony's going to buy Disney. Sony's going to buy this. I'm like, Guys, Sony doesn't have the capital. When you compare Microsoft to Sony, I think Microsoft is valued at like one trillion something dollars, and Sony is only valued at a couple billion. It's like they can't do that. Microsoft can Microsoft can buy Sony and probably Nintendo and still have money in the bank and still make money off of all the fee, all the stuff they sell. They license Windows Server, they license SQL Server, they license Office. They license every freaking thing. Whatever they spend, they're making it back within a couple of years. Not, and that's not something that Sony has. Sony has been bleeding money for years. They don't have their computer division anymore. They sold that off. Um, their TVs don't sell as much anymore. Sony doesn't have a lot of stuff anymore. They're doing great now with Spider-Man. Spider-Man is like they're saving grace on both the big screen and their console. But I don't like this deal. It's not to say it's not going to go through because it will go through because Microsoft is not making a monopoly because, as they said, they are still lagging behind in game revenue from, I think they said Nintendo and Sony. So they're not a monopoly. They're not number one. This is not going to get shut down. It's going to get scrutinized, but that's the thing. Again, it's going to hurt gamers in the long run if Microsoft decides they're not going to put certain games onto the PlayStation or the Switch. We still don't know what's happening with the Bethesda thing because Outside of Deathloop and uh, was it Tokyo? Was it Ghostwire Tokyo? Those uh-huh. are two games that are supposed to hit to the PlayStation. Outside of that, we know that uh, Starfield is not coming over there. We know that Elder Scrolls is not coming over there. But we don't know anything about any new IPs or any existing IPs making their way over to the PlayStation or anywhere else. So, Redfall. Oh, and Redfall. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't care about the deal as far as Xbox is eating good because I don't like that. I don't like that comment. I think third-party games should stay third-party games. I don't like what's going to happen next because Sony is probably looking to buy up something major with what they can afford. And I'm telling you, they're going to make a deal with Capcom or Square Enix, and people are going to get pissed. I'm done. Five minutes. <laughs> not bad. Uh, I pretty much just, uh, we dis- I discussed it on my side on the Nintendo Every Podcast, but I'll just recap it here on my side. And... Yeah, as you said, this thing just came out of nowhere, and like the fact that Microsoft now owning this company. On one hand, it's definitely exciting because I like I've been seeing like some of the positive uh, um, reactions to this. Like again, this could bring a lot of like changes and definitely raise a lot of different possibilities. I mean, of course, like you, boss, you you've been saying like if this thing. If killer, if they ever bring back Killer Instinct once again, like there's even much more possibilities. I don't know, new characters, all that extra character rosters, whatsoever could could be something special on that. Like again, the fact that Microsoft now owns the property of like Overwatch, Diablo, uh, Starcraft, all that is just like, yeah, it's just absolutely nuts. So on one hand, it's just it, it, it's definitely exciting on that aspect. On the other hand, it's like now with now that this company is under Microsoft now, it's just like what like is is it gonna like it's gonna change something in in this industry? And we've been as I said, we noticed how so, Sony and like the fan, the whole fan Sony fanboys of tribalism is just like, oh, you can't do this; it's illegal. Like, really, all that and yeah. Pretty much a lot of, like you boss and everybody who shares your opinion just says like, dude, enough with the tribalism. Games are games. Don't need to like need this console wars crap. And I just posted like a funny meme in, in Nintendo, Nintendo Discord that's just like, yeah, like while you two are fighting, uh, Nintendo's just basically just fishing, just playing, <laughs> just getting ready for um, Kirby's new, front, new Frontier. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's I really, as long as the game come, comes out, and again, 
I said, I call it that the management as if they can address the whole all these uh, problems that has been happening in the company beforehand after all these years, then yeah, perhaps there maybe is some sort of a good change. But again, the the, the that <laughs> that like, poor example of a man of Bobby Kotick being up up in that up in that beforehand is just yeah, it really leaves a bad taste, especially after all the, all the all the news we heard from him. So. With this with this acquisition now, here is hoping that we will get something good out of it, and like this whole like, yeah the console wars like all from Microsoft now owning such so many great studios, but that's the now Activision Activision Blizzard is just like okay it's very exciting, but at the same time there is I have that sense of dread that it may cause something that. Like I don't know, there is a much more dark, darker problem in the gaming industry itself. Like again, we always fear about that whole chance of monopoly and all that. That that's a natural thing to worry about. But uh, I think you got it right, uh, boss. That yeah, uh, as long as Microsoft do- does it ha- like handles things well, then we should expect some good things. But again, as as usual, just definitely stay, stay cautious about it. That, at least that's my take on it. I don't know. I'm not really freaking out about it so much. <laughs> um, I think it's a good thing for Xbox because, you know, we spent the last like 10 years saying how they don't have any games anymore. So uh, I, I think what this has done is it's represented like the way people want to take this. They just kind of pick and choose what what Phil Spencer has said, uh, especially with that tweet he had yesterday where he said they had a desire to keep Call of Duty on the consoles. But he also went back and, you know, or like right before he said that, he also said, you know, they're going to keep up with every contractual obligation that they have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a very uh, double-sided uh, statement to make. You know, he didn't just say Call of Duty is going to stay on PlayStation. He said, we're going to you know, honor all of our contractual obligations. And then we're going to tried to keep some Call of Duty over there as well. So I mean, that, that's how it felt to me anyway. So it kind of, it could be a lot like uh, Fallout 76 or Minecraft where Warzone, the free-to-play part, is already uh, on the platform and just stays on the platform. And they just keep updating it. Um, but, you know, we're not going to see anything until 2023, 2024 anyway, so we won't know for sure. Um but I mean, I think it's probably a good thing as far, as far as the management goes at Activision and Blizzard. You know, you've got Bobby Kotick stepping down. Thank God. Um, I mean, he was always going to step down anyway, even if they didn't get bought out. But you know, it's nice that we're finally getting that that confirmation that he's gone or will be gone. Um. And I'm just hoping they bring back some good games, man. I want to see some Tenchu. We haven't had Tenchu in a long oh, time. Jeez, yeah. Like the and last then, thing. Play Sekiro. Re- Sekiro <laughs> is not Tenchu, and, <laughs> and it beats me up and makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one Souls-like game that I just couldn't conquer. It has kicked my ass. Um, I love it. It's a great game. I'm just I'm not good enough. I can't keep up with it. Especially when it comes to parrying, that is not my strong suit. But when I try to parry, the game just whoops me. Um, I mean, as far as monopolies go, there's so many studios out there and so many publishers, and I don't think we're quite near that. Um, I think it's a it's kind of nice to see Xbox just kind of get like a a win somewhere. Um, because PlayStation. Know, PS4, they had all the exclusive stuff. They have all the exclusive stuff now. Look at Final Fantasy. 14 is still exclusive on PlayStation and PCs. Even though Phil Spencer said, what, like three or four years ago, they were talking to Square Enix about getting it on Xbox. So, I mean, it's just nice. It's nice to see Xbox able to, like, be a part of the race. So, um, I think I'm kind of just on the on the side of the fence of we need to see what happens and we need to see where it goes once all the contracts are up. 
So I, I would prefer it if PlayStation can keep Call of Duty that way. All the gamers can play all the games that they want to play. Um, but I, I don't know. A part of me thinks that's not going to happen. But other than that, um, I mean, you know, like I said, good for Xbox. Uh, I was I was asleep when the news came out, and I woke up to it, and I thought my friends were pulling my leg. So I was like, "You guys are just just fucking with me." I'm like, no, this, this really happened. And they sent me uh, Jason Schreier's thing. So, and I'm trying I'm trying to stay out of all the conversations on Twitter because that just it's like stepping in shit all the time. But other than that, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Alrighty. <clears throat> I feel like all your people's takes are a little better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mine felt like a like an unprepared ramble. I mean, personally for me, mine is just like again, I, I really couldn't care much too much on the Microsoft side of things. I mean, uh, Sony and Nintendo things have always been just my focus. So again, yeah. the fact that Microsoft bought this company, Activision Blizzard, is like, wow, okay, so uh, Overwatch two, all that, all these different properties <laughs> is like okay, fine under Microsoft now. That's yeah. it. There is there is no right, there is no wrong. It's basically yeah. your opinions about it. Nothing more. So I'm more on the side of Keith in this sense. Um, <clears throat> this is going to send a ripple through the gaming industry of turning it into more of a bidding war. It's interesting that most people thought it'd be Bethesda, but I didn't think that originally. It's definitely going to be here, though. Mainly because when Microsoft bought Bethesda, it was only Sony that was angry. Nintendo didn't really care. This is the first time that I saw Nintendo community kind of care. They still weren't all caring. <laughs> but we still care. had people discussing of what studios they wanted to keep on Switch because this could be bad news. Um, mainly because, as odd as this sounds, Overwatch actually has a fan base on the Switch. They have a community of people that play actively on Nintendo Switch, which is kind of weird, but because when you get in and try to play on Nintendo Switch, most of the players are kind of bad. But I think it's just because everybody uses Joy-Cons instead of controllers. Um, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why people are kind of affected is because there are communities that Activision have made of games that the Switch are kind of in. Overwatch just being one of them. I mean, oddly, it's not going to be Call of Duty because nobody plays Call of Duty on the Switch. I don't think you can even have it. But I think this is why I'm kind of more hesitant on saying this is a good or a bad thing because this is going to be like the beginning of seeing where the game industry is going to go i do agree though that i'm 100 happy that bob's kicked out he needed to go i'm really happy that xbox and specifically phil is extremely um innovative in what he wants to do most people when they thought of getting activision were just thinking of call of duty the first two that comes into Phil's mind was Skylanders and Guitar Hero for some reason. And Hexen. And Hexen, which I didn't even care about Hexen. But the other two I heard about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually really excited because if they bring back Guitar Hero and actually make it fun again, that would be fun. That'd be great because Guitar Hero used to be one of my like big family games where I'd play it with like my mom and dad and even like my sister and brother because we just had fun playing Guitar Hero with each other and seeing who can do the best songs. I mean, we went to rock a band, but it didn't feel the same. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's one thing I'm excited about is to see where Guitar Hero is going to go, see where some of these other things are going to go. But also, this could mean that we might get more games on backwards compatibility now that Activision is under the Microsoft head. Because there's a bunch of Activision games that are not backwards compatible right now that could be in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So I'm happy if that that is something that they'll be working on or not. Even though they say that the last one was the final one, but that was before this nonsense happened. But overall, I think I'm just more wary about this than I am saying it's a good or bad thing. I'm trying to keep my head over the big like hype train that Xbox fans or the big negative things that the Sony fans are trying to do. But I also think that uh, in terms of the Call of Duty thing is I don't know if they will keep Call of Duty exclusive, and this is for my reason. Xbox doesn't care right now about the platform of Xbox. They care about the ecosystem of Xbox. They care about Game Pass, most importantly. And Microsoft has a weird fixation where when they want to work on something, they put like 90% of their focus on that thing. Right now, they're focusing on Game Pass, and that is where everything is going into their focus. 
And so they're making games for Game Pass. They're getting publishers for Game Pass. They're getting all of these things for Game Pass. And the Sony sales, I don't think necessarily will affect Game Pass sales because Sony doesn't offer nearly the same kind of service that Game Pass does. Right now, it's the innovative, humongous streaming service that the, the original Netflix was, where you could watch stuff, you could play games, you can do anything more than you were even thought possible because Game Pass. That's where Microsoft's head's at. So they probably aren't going to do the whole get rid of exclusivity as much as people say they are because their big focus is the ecosystem more so than, hey, we want everyone to buy Xboxes. They don't care about console sales nearly as much as Sony does. And that's my take. I'm done. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, we all have s- different takes, but ultimately are similar. Uh, I, it actually goes without saying that everybody was glad that Bob, Bobby Kotick, Bobby, I'm not going to say what I want to call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby yeah, noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is leaving. And even though they're not saying that he's leaving, we all know that once this goes through, he is gone, completely gone. They're not going to keep him around. I'm pretty sure he knows that that this is done. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a conversation where they want them to say, hey, look, this deal goes through. You know you're out of a job, so get ready for that. Not that he cares. He's got more than enough money in the bank to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So right, right, right. The hell right, with right, him. Right, right. I hate the fact that people get rewarded for screwing people over and running a company into the ground. But, you know. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about that. We can only look at the future. I really don't think this is doom and gloom like a lot of people are thinking. Uh, I really think that Microsoft, like some of you have said, that is not going to pull back Call of Duty. But there's a lot of things people aren't thinking about. With this being the case, and the people are already saying that Call of Duty could go back to being, or will stop being an annual thing, we could possibly get the people that who, who are taken away from um. What was it? Was it? What was the name of the company that was did this guy that did um, uh, Tony Hawk and did the recent um, Crash Bandicoot game? Oh, uh, oh, 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 shoot! Was it Toys for Bob? Was it Toys for Bob? I didn't want to say that. And, uh, they can go back and do what they wanted to do. They right? love those things. You know, there's a possibility they can go. Okay, we love Crash Bandicoot. We love that brand. Get out there and do this. Go back and do what you did best. I I see a lot of pods coming out of this one. If anything, the the biggest glaring thing I'm going to say about this, and I said this on Twitter when I was really pissed off, it shouldn't have taken nearly $70 billion to get a company to get their shit straight. I agree. That is BS. Yep. If, it, mm-hmm. if it wasn't because of the investors and the shareholders who didn't want to get rid of Bobby's blame ass, a lot of the stuff that's happening now wouldn't be happening. But they didn't care about that. All they cared about was the bottom line. They didn't care about the employees or their their happiness or their mental health. They didn't care about none of that. Now they got lawsuits after lawsuits because they're still being investigated by California. <laughs> That's still going on. Uh, they've still got the other lawsuits against them from individuals. <laughs> so it's like, this is a good thing for them because they can get, all right, look, all you people that we see are cancer, you're gone. Pack your stuff, get out. We don't care. Goodbye. We can find other developers and other management to run the company. We don't need you here. Microsoft coming in and going, hey, we just saved this company. Everybody who left because you were being harassed, come back to work for us. Do you not see all the goodwill that that would generate? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And again, like I said, I'm not a fan of, of a major acquisition like this. Because it is going to send ripples with, throughout the gaming landscape. It is. It really is. And there's the possibility lingering that people are going to go, okay, who's going to Microsoft buy up next? Because it's not uh, who's going to sell to Microsoft or who, who can't they buy because they can buy anybody. They literally could buy anybody. When it comes to capital, I don't want to think about how much money they have. They have a lot of money. More money than you can imagine. More money? No, I can imagine a lot. But they have a lot of money. And I wouldn't say they're throwing it around now, but you got to imagine there was a conversation where they were going, look, guys, we've got all these cool games out there. We've got all this. And people are going, we ain't got no games. So what are we going to do now? It's that meme where people are thinking about ideas. And the one dude says, buy up another publisher. And instead of getting tossed the window, he gets a raise. Because you know what? That makes a lot of sense. 
It's yeah. not good, but it works. I know it's, it's weird. It sounds like I'm for it, but I'm really against it. I'm just looking at some of the positives, but I really don't like it. Right, right, right. Again, like there's definitely a lot of things to like really consider. Again, yeah. it. Well, one as I said, one hand, it definitely is good, especially if you're talking about like the low, the lower, like, the developers, the, all, all the people that Activision make made people suffer. On the other hand, there is definitely that opposite side. Like it could easily be misconstrued or even like take for another darker turn, perhaps. So uh, again, the possibilities are there. The possibilities are there. Yeah, a lot of this is a lot of this is speculative speculation. A lot of it is devil advocate. But look at it this way, guys. Never say never because. Contracts or not, you have one game on the PlayStation right now, two games on the PlayStation right now that are Microsoft published games. You got Minecraft and you've got, um, yeah, my brain is wow, and Deathloop. You're going to have another one soon with uh, Ghostwire. Tokyo. Ghostwire, yeah. You've got a PlayStation published game on the Xbox with the, uh, I forgot the name of the game, but the baseball game. MLB, the show. MLB. You've got that on to look at it. It, it, This we're getting a lot of um, crossing over here. We're going to get a lot more. You're going to see Microsoft published games on PlayStation, and you're going to see PlayStation published games on Xbox. We are for people who don't want to see this, going to have blinders on their eyes or over their eyes. We are moving to, and we have been for the longest time, a market where it's nothing but software. We're not to the point where it's just going to be one box and you play the games you want, but we're getting close. We're getting to the point where it's all software. Microsoft is already ahead of PlayStation on this. They don't care. Xbox publishing games, wherever. Look at it. They got it on PC right now. They're publishing everything they can on PC. It's true. Mm-hmm. And you don't, and they don't care if you buy an Xbox or not, because at the end of the day, Companies make buying, their money. Still buying a Microsoft gaming. product. They make their money on software. If they can cut out selling consoles, I'm not saying they will, but if they can, if they can cut that out and still sell those games, if they can still sell you a Call of Duty game published by Microsoft on your PlayStation, they still get the money. You still get the game. It's still a win-win. We just got to wait and see. I don't think they're going to keep Call of Duty off of the PlayStation. It would be dumb for them to do that. It would be extremely dumb for them to do that. That's taking money off the table. It's an existing franchise that is used to being a third-party game. I don't see that happening. When you look at Bethesda and they said, hey, look, Starfield is not coming to the PlayStation. It's not even out yet. So right now, who cares? That game can flop. Who cares? Oh, it's not from PlayStation. It's not even out yet. It doesn't matter. Seriously. Just wait and see what happens. But then we'll play Devil's Advocate again. They just paid nearly $7 billion. What do you think they're going to do? <laughs> There's a lot of ifs in this. There's a lot. And only seen, Microsoft knows. I've seen cool theories about it. Like they're just trying to get into, like, you know, a little bit more on a mobile market. Well, Crack they were already in a mobile market. I don't market. know but buying King and getting Candy Crush is really putting them into the market. I mean, yeah, I it's agree with that. one of the biggest games out there, but it's not the biggest game out there. Uh, they got Call of Duty. Call of Duty Mobile. <sighs> they got to get Genshin Impact. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> People are saying that Tencent's having some problems. Uh, <laughs> who has who owns Genshin Impact? I'm curious. Who's the publisher of that? Who owns them? Mihoyo recently um, went to a new publisher. Forgot what it's called. I want to look that up now because <laughs> you know, hey, we need a we need a footprint in China. Uh, let's it's just new buy publisher this game. Is Cognosphere, which I've, is a uh, one in Singapore, I believe. But I don't want to talk about China. people buying up other companies. But it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen again. Somebody put somebody put a meme out a couple days ago that it basically said these companies are going to rule the world, and it was Disney, it was Amazon. It was Microsoft and it was Google. Right, right, right. We're not that far away from that. Yeah, it's just kind of concerning. Again, like we've really seen how big Amazon is, and again with Jeff, that all that Bezos money of all that, and with just how everything it is. I mean, heck, Disney, yeah, Disney again, Marvel Universe and all that. 
And now with Microsoft kind of going into the fold of it, along with like the side like Tencent and all that, it's just like, okay, this, like these big, powerful capital companies is just like, all right, what's, who's going to join the, that, that high club? So wait, so here, look, look at this real quick. So uh, the top 10 richest companies in the world as of this year is Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook. Sony's not even in the top 10. Nope. Nintendo's well, not market in the top cap 10. Stops in, stops in the billions. Say again? So, I said their market cap stops in the billions. So, so I mean, Microsoft's like a trillion dollar company. Yeah, this is, this is all I'm going to say is this won't be the last acquisition that we see, and it won't be the last one for Microsoft. And I really I wish think, they would stop buying. The only problem, the only time I don't have a problem people buying third party companies is when that company is in dire straits. They're about to go out. They need an influx of money to stay around, and they're worth it. Right, right. I right, think right, double right. fine. I think you'll see. I think you might see Sony start picking up like smaller developers. Oh, they're definitely going to do it. They're going like, to. They'll it. start picking up like some indie devs and stuff like that. And I think you'll see Microsoft course, do the yeah. same thing. I don't think you'll see another big one for a while like this, or you know, someone right. shells out seventy billion for like you know Take Two. I think it'll be like um, you know someone buys up like Devolver. Or Actually, you I know, see that. Devolver something did. like been that. A big name in indies for the last like year now. And you're right. Um, this acquisition is actually bigger than um, the Bethesda one because when you think about the uh, Bethesda's IPs, name one that you really, really care about. Doom. Dishonored. <laughs> None of their IPs, with probably the exception of Doom, and we'll say Fallout, Skyrim, are really doing well. Haven't done Pray. well in a while. You think you think Activision Blizzard, World of Warcraft. Yeah, Call you're always gonna, always gonna go to yeah, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and which, Overwatch. I mean, Th- those are the three big ones, and Diablo. I think I think that like as far as like that exclusive talk goes, like I think it'll. I, I mean, I, I think there is a, a a chance that the standalone Call of Duties will go exclusive. I don't think you know Warzone's gonna go anywhere. I think it'll still get updated, but. It'll be, be like, hey, you want Call of Duty? Yeah. Give, you need to give us access to your console. You need to give. You need to take Game Pass, and you can have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you want to play Call of Duty? Well, if you have, you have Game Pass. I mean, to be PC fair, if PlayStation play on, ever or? made a browser again, you could do an X Cloud from the PlayStation. <laughs> it's it's again. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of hypotheticals here, and none of us know. It's a very I'll be big honest wait, to say, wait even Microsoft doesn't even know yet. Yeah, it's a it's a big wait and see because right now, I mean, they they can't make any decisions. So, no, as much as Phil says he can, he can't right now because they don't technically have the deal signed. Yeah, they've got they've got the plans. They don't have the they don't have they don't have the the, the writing down. You know, There's nope. No and one this signed won't be paperwork. finalized until next year. Yeah, this is going to take a long time, and everything's going to be scrutinized. But everybody that's coming out saying it's a monopoly. This is this is not a monopoly. Far from it. You don't like it. It's not good, but it's not a monopoly. I think that was a pretty good conversation we had about that. We should f- do that more often. <laughs> I, lo- I love our roundtable. I think our but conversations are usually pretty good. I-, I like when we have a major topic and we all have our say versus us talking over each other. I-, I like that a lot better. Yeah, this worked out really well. So um, I think we're nearly done unless somebody has something they want to say before we bounce out of here. Don't hack on the switches coming. Oh, that's oh, a good one. We're back on this again, are we? Then we got Pokemon <laughs> coming out soon. I'm actually excited for this Pokemon. I'm hearing a lot of good things about it. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to stream it. I got. I got my uh, capture card. Finally, I think I'm gonna try it. Ooh, nice. That comes out next week. Uh, yeah, I think it's the the 28th, right? Jeez, this is ridiculous. This is starting the the onslaught of February. We got <laughs> that. I know. This is it's the start. Dying Light. January, We've got, got Elden Ring. Light, We've and, got Sifu. Yeah. Oh man, what else we got? Atelier new game. We also have Dynasty Warriors Nine Empire. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Oh jeez. Dying yeah, I late. Hopefully, yeah, I feel Horizon like there's something else West. I'm missing. Oh jeez. Oh man. Probably All I know is there's probably I put a lot in, more games that we don't know about. I put in for February 25th and the following week to be off from work so I can sit here and play Elden Ring. <laughs> like, I'm playing games tonight. Is be damned. I don't care. I'm playing games. Leave me alone. <laughs> The new Warhammer's coming out. The King of Fighters coming out. Oh, yeah. Fire's coming out. Oli Oli World's coming out. Oh, the remastered yeah. so Life is Strange Ollie, Ollie is coming out. Hey, Carl. Hello. You play Ali Ali World. You can talk about it now because the preview time's over. How is it? It is. Uh, Ali Ali World has 
Well, basically, if you like the uh, first two, then you're going to like this one. Just a little bit preview. Uh, very good skate mechanics for a nice little 2D uh, game. But I'm not going to get too far into it because I don't want to sound like a review. But, uh, yeah, from what I've played so far, it has been a very fun little game. And I think people will enjoy it when it comes out. That's good. I'll, I'll it's awesome wear... here because I'm going to buy it. <laughs> The Destiny 2 expansion is coming out too. And Evil Dead. Destiny. Destiny is the one game that I wish I could get into, but for some reason, I just can't. Wait, Evil, Evil Dead's finally got a release date? Um, It says it's to be announced February 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that getting pushed back. But oh, hey, well. I, I want my Evil Dead game, goddammit. Or Bruce Campbell. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like we will go ahead and put a pin in it. We are done. The first podcast of 2022 with many, many, many more special editions and all that fun stuff. Trust me, we're going to be doing a lot more this year. Um, So for myself, from Carl, Kyle, Scott, and Will, thank you for checking out this episode of Spectator Mode Podcast. And do us a big favor. Um, Rating is more important than ever. Please leave a rating over on Amazon and also on, I think Spotify is doing it now, and also Apple iTunes. We definitely need those our reviews please leave them and uh we'll see you next time thanks for listening bye everyone bye see ya